Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 469. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk some football tonight. There's some interesting things that are happening with free agency just around the corner. Uh, I've had a clusterfuck of a miserable day, and I'm going to try really hard not to take it out on you or anybody on the panel. So I'm not really going to say too much of anything and just open up the mics and introduce my Good. cohorts uh, Charles, was that you? You might as well go first. How you doing? Okay. I'm doing or well. Or that Eric, real making that, that loud lion noise? What Anyhow, lion noise? I don't know. Never mind. Okay. Charles, okay. welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm doing well. Good. Glad to hear that. Probably a bit better than you, apparently. I, I, I'm i going to be okay, okay? It's just... Okay. I it, it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> you know... Um, I've always said, and I always use this thing, is that half the people that you meet during your day are below average. Some of them way below, okay? Today, that was an anomaly, okay? <laughs> Everybody I met was below average. Okay. And so that means that the average was really low. And then there were people that were below that. I don't know. You know, my wife came home from grocery shopping today. You know, a non-stressful event, right? Non-stressful event. She comes home, and she's literally crying because the cashier was a bitch, okay? Literally what happened is the woman yelled at her four times over different things for no good reason at all. So me Cashiers having should not be yelling at people. Cashiers do not, should not, ever, ever do that, right? And I mean, you know what? And the the store owner, the manager of the extra food store, is a friend of mine. And this is his employee. Needless to say, I marched my ass down to extra foods, and I had a chat with Keith about his cashier being a bitch. And uh, that's the polite word that I was using, Okay. <laughs> And it just, it, yeah, it's just like, seriously, I'm just surrounded by people, idiots today. Don't, you two, don't, don't be like that, okay? Don't be like that tonight. William, welcome to the show, buddy. Okay. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Bring up the average of the people I deal with today. You know okay? what? Bring up the you average. You know what? You know what? You know what the problem is? You know what the problem is with people? They don't oh, use I, my favorite they don't use my favorite phrase enough. Which is? And my favorite my favorite phrase is fuck off. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So 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 today I work today today working, okay? And there's my field guys weren't out at job sites because it was too cold and they were doing stuff inside and so oh, my door is always really? open. They can they can come and talk to me all they want if, if that's what they need. So 3.30 comes along, and as I do every day at 3.30, I change my clothes, 
and I go upstairs into my little private space where we have our company gym, which I'm the only guy who uses it. And I and I get on my Peloton and I start pedaling and I start sweating, and the next thing I know, the door opens and one of my guys, still guys, walk in and starts asking me questions about a job, and I look at him and I say, "Fuck off," <laughs> and he turned around and left. Okay, it works. It works. I'm telling you, it works. Okay, so it's like don't don't. Don't come near me when I'm in my private time, okay? Like, I don't want to talk to you about work. You had all day to talk to me. Now go away. So. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from with that, Will, and I totally and completely agree with you. And under normal circumstances, I would do just that. But you and me are probably different than our wives, Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this really you know hurts I mean? the, the wife, so I, I got up and I dealt they with try, this. They try and be nice, okay? I've never had a problem not being nice, okay? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. If this had happened to my daughter, my daughter and, and I don't get along much. Although we live in the same house, we really, we're, we're I'd like to say we're chalking cheese, but we're not. We are so much alike, we'd clash, Okay. If this had happened to my daughter, she would rip the woman's head off and shit down her throat, okay? I mean, seriously, it would have been game over for this poor woman. She would have been traumatized. Compensation would have had to have been called. And she'd be on, like, long-term disability if my daughter, if this had happened to my daughter, <laughs> okay? She she just would not have taken this from her. But my wife, on the other hand, is very timid and very laid back, and which is, is kind of bizarre because she married me. Right. And I mean, come on. And uh, yeah, no, she's just a really nice person and I'm not. And I I admit this. Right. So. Anyhow, can we talk some football, please? Yes, we can. We can. Quite a bit of stuff to talk about, which is a departure from the last four months. But in well, the last... yeah, there, there's a lot happening. But you know, free agency is what on the ninth? Is it the ninth? It's Tuesday. Yes, the ninth. Yes, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday is. Well, the there'll ninth. be more okay, to talk we... about then. We, yeah, next Maybe. Wednesday we're going to have lots to talk about. And and, yeah, and yeah, Wednesday after that, I'm sure. A... Is there a well, lot that... of people left over that 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 are going to get signed? Well, there's some big I names. It there's a, a few big name receivers yet, no, no less. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. one of Will's favorite positions. I even think there's some kickers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is actually. So. Okay. So, so uh, let's. Uh... <laughs> so how does oh, that? Oh, this guy's having a worse go? day than me. How does that? How does how does that conversation go exactly? One GM offers the kicker. Ten thousand dollars to play for the season. The other GM offers him twelve thousand, and they go from there. Isn't that what kickers are worth? Well, unless you're Kyle Alders and you pay him two hundred and twenty thousand. Well, it's not like it's, it's not. Like I was on a physical job. They could probably have a full time job off the field if they wanted one, right? They they probably could, but you know what? People idolize them, so they 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 don't get they get they make. Too much, way too much money. I agree. 
I'm honestly surprised that you thought they were worth that much, Will. Ten to twelve thousand. Well, I thought you'd want to give them like fifty bucks. Yeah, but it's still not the league minimum, Charles. Okay. So well, I guess. On. But you know what? I think a fair choice would be give them a hundred dollar punt and a hundred dollars a field goal. But if they miss the field goal, they don't get the hundred dollars. How does that sound? I think they should pay you the hundred. Make them work. Make them work for their money. You, you right? should deduct hundred bucks from their pay if they miss one. Oh, okay, yeah. In fact, I, I think you should probably deduct two hundred. Okay. Because it's far worse. I'm easy. Be, you, you know what I mean? You're, it's far worse to be um, missing one than, than getting one. Yep. I agree. Anyways, should we do our picks? Uh, we should talk about what, what the last week's picks. picks were because last I really week. don't want to, but they were ridiculous. Week four picks. Um, we, we, we had a, the Calgary Stampeders went into Saskatchewan, and Calgary was down by 10, 10 points, okay? And there's no way in hell that the majority of us would pick Calgary, although some of us did actually, or sorry, Saskatchewan. Um, gave up the 10 points, and we picked Calgary. And, and and here's the dice roll. Calgary rolled 12, a 1 and a 2. They lost 10 points, so it was 2 points. They got 2 rouges in that game. Losers. Saskatchewan rolled 22, 2-2. Two, two. That is like a pathetic score to win by, okay, in this, in this barky virtual football world. 22 points it should not be winning a game. Uh, so Especially Charles when you've picked, seen losing games with 50 points plus. Yes, I know. Um, Charles picked Calgary. Will picked Calgary. AJ picked Calgary. Mark took Saskatchewan. Mark gets two points. Loser. How could he pick Saskatchewan? Anyhow, so that was a, that was a bad, bad game overall. Then we had Toronto. Uh which were a five-point underdog being the um, visiting team, and we had Ottawa, who was the lower-ranked team, uh, with also five points off. Uh, Toronto rolls with 35, so five points off. They score 30 points. Ottawa, a 53, less five for 48. So Ottawa wins this game. Yay, Ottawa. They win their first game of the season. What a, what awesome, awesome Ottawa. Uh, Charles picked Ottawa. Will picked Ottawa. Mark picked Toronto and CJ picked Toronto. I should have picked Ottawa. I don't like Ottawa better than Toronto. But anyhow, Ottawa won, wins this game. So uh, yeah, that's not very good for CJ. He's he's O and O here. Um, the next game was the BC Lions. Yes, all right, our home team, our favorite team, Charles. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so so Char- uh, BC Lions were the uh, visiting team and the lower ranked team because Mon- Montreal at the time was three and O. Uh, BC scores, so they're off 10 points, so they score, roll 14. They lose 10 points. They got a field goal and a rouge. I'm not impressed with the BC Lions offense this year at all, okay? Montreal, on the other hand, is not much better, but they rolled 25 points, and that's what they won by, 25-4, to the Montreal Alouettes over the BC Lions. Charles took BC, Will took Montreal, Mark took BC, and Jay took BC. It was not a big winning seat week for too many of us here. Um, 
the last game of the of the week was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Edmonton. Okay, uh, so their Winnipeg's visiting. They lose five points. There's that's their handicap. Sparky, good word, because he kept put he had bonus up here because you were bonusing five points. Now he's using the word handicap. I like that. Just I just noticed it, Sparky. Well done. Good 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 recovery there. Um, addition, whatever we wish to call it. Good job. Uh, Edmonton was also five points down, being the lower-ranked team. The dice rolled Winnipeg, got a 52, less five for 47. Uh, Edmonton rolled a 32, off five for 27. So Winnipeg wins 47-27. I can't pick Winnipeg. Uh, Charles did. Will did. Uh, Mark, the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, picked Edmonton. And CJ took Edmonton. So CJ was 0 for 4 this week. Mark was one for four. Will was three for four. Way to go, Will. And Charles was uh, 500 football here. Just two for two. Two. Sadly enough, that's one of my best weeks, too. I I know, I know. This is not one of my better weeks at 0-4. So Will is leading the rankings right now at 22 points. Uh, Mark with 18. Charles with 10. And CJ sucking the eight. Never mind. With six points. Uh, so the standings now sit with Saskatchewan in the West. Saskatchewan is four and zero for first place. Winnipeg is three and one. Everybody else is below five hundred, which I don't believe in the West. That's just just something that matters. Um, Calgary is one and two. BC is one and three. Edmonton is zero and four. In the East. This is not possible. Everybody's below 500. That means somebody has to be above 500. Montreal is 4 and 0. Toronto is 1 and 2. Hamilton is 1 and 2. Ottawa is 1 and 2. So we have a three-way tie for second place in the East with only one win. That sounds in five and only one win, and they're tied for uh, second place. That sounds like a typical Eastern year, doesn't it? Uh, anyhow, so that's uh, we got Saskatchewan and Montreal that are. Um, undefeated, undefeated, and uh, Edmonton is the only winless team so far. It going into week five. Now, speaking of week five, we have we have Mark that's missing. Now, last week or the week before, we made a rule that says that if you don't have your picks and by the end of the show, they don't count. Now, at the time Mark went on the show. So we gave him until the next day at 5 o'clock to put his picks in, and he put his picks in and, and was included in that. But this was a rule. Now, he he wasn't on the show. Was he on the show last week? Yep. So, the, the, I'm sorry, he should know about this. So, um, the rules in play, uh, if you don't get your picks in by the end of this show, which is going to be uh, 10 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, and I guess that would be like midnight in in Winnipeg. They're two hours. Or th- yeah, they're two hours different. It's two hours. Um, yeah. Yeah. So by midnight, Mark or they count. Sorry, buddy. Um, we got the Montreal Alouettes visiting the Winnipeg Bombers. Their Montreal's the visiting team. Winnipeg is the lower ranked team, so they both are handicapped five points. Charles, who are you taking, Montreal or Winnipeg? So they're both handicapped, so it's pretty even. 
I'm going to stick with Montreal. They're they're seem to be the hot on the dice this week. So or this they're year. They're four and zero. Oh. Uh, they're yeah. Um, let's go with Montreal. William, Montreal or Winnipeg? Yeah. Tough call for you, eh? Are you sure? Are you sure we're on the right week? I think so. Um, I think so. Let's go over to CFL.ca. Week 5, Montreal, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Hamilton, Calgary, Toronto, okay, so Saskatchewan, this is, BC. This is, this is week 5, is it? Okay. This is week 5 that we're picking. Week five. We just did week okay. 6, or week 4, sorry. We did week 4 review. We're doing week 5 yeah. picks. Okay? You good with that? That's it. Bombers. Okay. What's the handicap? Uh, straight across, even points. They're right. each handicapped the by five. Then I'll take the owls. You're going to take the owls? Yep. Okay, and uh, I, I just got a message, or we did. Um, Mark's taking Winnipeg. And I, if, if you're listening to the fucking show, why aren't you on it? Uh, CJ can't take one. I, 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 I'm taking Alouettes. Uh, watch your for CJ. Okay. Uh, the next game up is the Ottawa Red Blacks into Hamilton. Ottawa is the visiting team, so they are handicapped by five points. Both teams are one and two on the season, so there is no points. There is no bonus to or handicap to the lower ranked team. They're both the same. Are you okay? Somebody's yeah, making grunty sorry. noises. Okay. Sorry, I'm thinking. Um, did it hurt? Not this time. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay, so we got Ottawa handicapped by five points. Charles, who are you taking, Hamilton or Ottawa? I don't like taking Ottawa. I took them last week and they cashed in. I'm not going to push my luck, so I'm going to take Hamilton. Okay. William, what are you doing there? Well, it's official, isn't it, that uh, <laughs> Matt Nichols is the new quarterback of the Red Blacks? I'm going to take, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the Ticats. Thank you. You're taking Hamilton. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Mark, Mark's taking Ottawa. And CJ is very excited about Matt Nichols in, in, in Ottawa as the Red Blacks. And uh, I, I'm going to take them. Just because. Why? I have no good reason. Okay, the next game up is uh, Calgary visiting Toronto. Calgary is the uh, visiting team, so they're handicapped by five points. They're, they are both one and two on the season, so they um, there is no handicap for the lower-ranked team. So it's just Calgary off by five. Uh Charles, who are you going to take here? Well, typically when it's West versus East, I'm going to tend to go with the West, and that's what I'm going to do this time and take Calgary. William? Stampeders. Okay. Mark, hurry up with the quarter. Or is it the typing skills that you're lacking? Okay. Uh, is going to take uh, Toronto. I think that Nick R. Buckle and uh, Ryan Dinwiddie, 
combination there is just going to be awesome. Uh, Mark takes the stamps. Eric Rogers, yes. Hmm. No, Mark, you aren't listening to the show. It's fuck off, not fuck you, okay? It's fuck off. (laughs) Is that what Will? Will, that's your line, right? Fuck off, okay? Yeah. Because fuck you is very personal. Fuck off is not. No, it's very generic. Yes. Yeah. If you told somebody who said "fuck you," they they could take get offended by that. Okay, so now we got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, traveling into BC. Saskatchewan is four and zero. BC is zero and eight, or something like that. Um, so Saskatchewan is uh, five five points handicap, and BC is five points handicap. So it's a wash. Uh, Charles, who are you going to take? This is for you, Sparky. I'm taking BC. Okay. And William? I'm taking BC, too. Okay. Mark's behind on his quarter again. So, CJ is taking BC just because he does that. And I'm going to let Sparky know this. Mark, are you going to pick a team here or what? Hey, give him a break. He hasn't been working. He probably had to borrow the quarter. Okay. Had to borrow the quarter. <laughs> Somebody wants it back. Is that the deal? And he doesn't have yep. any money for in- interest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, no, that's funny. Okay, so we're moving on. So first off, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Sparky has rigged this year. Okay, because there's just. There's no common sense to it. It is just absolutely pathetic. It, it, the games are all fucked up, and it's all lost. Sparky, if you're going to rig the season, make it believable. Saskatchewan is not 4-0. and Montreal is not 4-0, and okay? If you're going to rig it, make it believable, okay? That's just kind of one of the rules, okay? Just, I, it, just my personal opinion. Do you guys not agree? You know, if you're going to cheat, it's like Biden, right? He, he thinks he went, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Let's not do that. Okay, moving on. Good plan. Good plan. Good plan. Big, tr- big trade on Saturday. Help for the Mark Argos. Mark just said the fourth game. What's that? Mark just said who's the fourth game. It just showed up in the chat. Saskatchewan and BC, the points are awash. So he's taking BC and Saskatchewan. He's taking both. So he wants a tie. No, no, no. That was me me answering him. He's taking Saskatchewan. He's taking the Riders. Okay. So be it. Go away. Um, So... Big trade on Saturday. Help for the Argos. Salary dump for Calgary. Eric Rogers goes to the Argos and gets signed right away, almost immediately. So uh, that was a worthy, worthy trade for the Argos, even though he was I, – I think he was a pending free agent, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. He was a he was a pending free agent, so, uh, you know, they, Toronto could have picked him up, but they, they got him for nothing anyhow, so what's the big deal? Salary dump for Calgary was the only thing that really was accomplished. They got some draft picks, like 84th round or something, I think it was. Um, 
Um, William, this is your team, Calgary Stampeders. Yes. Are you disappointed that Eric yes. Rogers is no longer there, or younger, faster? You know what? Teachers, your your philosophy on receivers, right? You know what? Eric Rogers was great in the red zone. Okay. Um, he uh, is a little slower than he used to be. He has chronic knee problems. He sat out a number of games last year because of his knee problems. And he's not that old. He's only 29, I think. But he's had a number of issues with knees. Um, You know what? Yeah, it's disappointing he's gone, but younger, cheaper, faster. I mean, I I, I saw an interview with Huff today, and he said... He basically told Eric Rogers, Cordero Law, and the other guy that they traded that he couldn't afford them this year with the money for the money they wanted. So he asked them what he wanted them to do, and so that's what they asked for, and they got their wish. So there you go. So they got traded to Toronto. Nobody actually wishes to be traded to Toronto. They they Huff asked them if they wanted, you know, they can't he can't afford them, so he's going to trade them. They said, yes, we want to be traded. But he didn't say, I'm trading to Toronto. Because nobody would have agreed well, no, to that. But, they, but, they would have taken Huff's a pay not cut. Trade, Huff's not going to trade him to the to a Western team. Come on. Not in the West. Okay. So, He's too and, smart and to like do I that. said, Eric Rogers is past his prime, in my opinion. Cordero Law has been past his prime for two years. Yeah. Um, and the other guy, he's a defensive back. We got shit tons of defensive backs. So move on. And as, and as far as as a certain personality, and I and I won't mention his name, thinks that the Stampeders aren't going to be very good this year. And you know who I'm talking about, Christopher Jones. You're an idiot, buddy. So I don't I don't know anybody that would think that Calgary's not going to be that good this year. Yeah, your buddy thinks that, my friend. Not my buddy. Which buddy? Well, his buddy. He's not allowed to pick on Todd Mogi. Oh, okay. Sorry. Todd, Todd says, is this the year that, that, that Calgary goes for a shit? There's another and, guy and, who used to be on the show. And that's been wishful thinking Wait. for the last decade, so I don't really mm-hmm. think yeah. that this has if much I to do with it. Correctly, if I remember correctly, Kelly Bale used to say that every year, okay? So. Yeah. Well, true. So there you go. And he was wrong every year. There you go. Yeah. 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 Anyways. So, yeah. So, no, I, you know what? Why I'm not shocked or amazed by this? Because it's the way Huff is. It's what Huff does. It's always been what Huff does. And he learned it from Wally. And Wally used to yep. do it too. Okay? So, and it, it can be it can be a little disheartening, but then you think about all the players that have come and gone, and players do come and go, and the teams still stay there. So, always. Mm-hmm. You know. Always. There you go. Yep. Coaches come and go, owners come and go, players are yeah. all the yeah. door. The only thing that is constant, the only thing that is constant in football are the fans. Yep. 
very, very rare, very yeah. rare do you have a fan that is a lifelong fan of one team and they jump to another one. The only person I can think yeah. of that actually did that is Will. Going for the yeah, Bombers and the Stampeders. I still get yeah. chastised. I still get chastised for that. But and and yeah, I guess I'm different because I'm not like a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm not going to sit around for 29 years while my team doesn't get doesn't win a Grey Cup in a nine-team league. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's that simple. But this very well, this so, trade is very much a, a Huff trade. I mean, he yes. got rid of a bunch of salary. He didn't get any salary back. He got draft picks. This is a very uh, prototypical uh, John Huffnagel move. And, and there are two the guys who traded our guys on the downside of their career, too. They're guys that are just starting to get other, along in the, the other thing, The other thing Huff is thinking also is Kamar Jordan is back this year, and – he has had an extra year to rest his ACL problem, and he was just mm-hmm. coming on when he got hurt two years ago, and he'll fill those shoes pretty quick. So the good point as well. And and once again, receivers. I'm sorry, receivers are a dime a dozen, man. So. People won't agree with me, but it's the way I think. So, no, I don't. I don't think you necessarily have to lunch on that because there are a lot of receivers. Yep. Yep. No, I don't disagree yep. with you at all. Yep. Oh, oh, we had something here that you completely missed off the agenda, Charles. What's that? I got a three-down article that says free. CL free agency tampering Marcel Desjardins blatant mismanagement. What if- that just happened. That just came out today, and I had already made. I actually oh. had done the agenda yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to add that, and I was out all day. So we okay. can still talk so, about that. I have no problem with that. So yeah, I did see like, that, but I didn't have a chance. I did see that, but I didn't have a chance to add it to the uh, agenda. Oh, these are three separate issues. Oh. This is he's not accusing Marcel Desjardins of tampering and free no. agency. No. No. Oh, okay. No. He's that just, was just he's talking about his leading blatant mismanagement. What's a three down article? Of course it's misleading. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So uh yeah, did, did, Charles, you got anything to say on this thing? Because the the headline says it all. You 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 paraphrase it perfectly. Big trade Saturday, help for the Argo salary dump for the Calgary, younger, faster, cheaper. That's a, a Huff philosophy and uh, moving on, yep. right? I mean, shit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. But I that was that. just the start of the weird weekend. Yeah. And, well, and, and we talked a lot about the weird weekend before it was a weird weekend because we yeah. literally said what was going to happen. We where predicted the Toronto, these moves were coming. We did. It was like we're yep. football geniuses or something. Yep. Well, hang on. Let's not go too no. far. Uh, Matt Nichols was released by Toronto. Well, we saw that one coming saying, oh, you know what? I bet you he goes to Ottawa. And what happens? Next thing we know, Matt Nichols is signed by the Ottawa Red Blacks. And we're going, scratching our head going, well, what the fuck? They got Nick Arbuckle in there. 
And then it's then the next message comes up and says Nick Arbuckle's been signed by Toronto, and we go, did we miss him being released? And, and there was nothing, nothing in the media that says that Nick Arbuckle was released until after he had signed with Toronto. So it really caught us off guard. But on the show, guys were just really going with this one. Yet, yet, yet. We go, Nick Arbuckle's having problems with Marcel Desjardins on money. So this all happened to be for the, the day before bonus day. All the bonuses had to be paid. So nobody had to pay any bonuses here. All these guys got released. But we said that Nick Arbuckle's going to go with Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan Dinwiddie was the uh, QB coach in, in Calgary. And uh, Nick Arbuckle was the backup quarterback there behind Bo Levi Mitchell. So this was just an absolute no-brainer. A, a blind monk in a cave could have predicted this one. Okay? And not not saying that we're not football geniuses for doing it, but, yeah. Okay. So segment three, segment four, Matt Nichols, uh, released by Toronto, signed by Ottawa, uh, Nick Arbuckle, released by Ottawa, signed by Toronto. Go, William. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they're playing with their prospective coaches that they're familiar with, Paul LaPolice and and, and uh, what's his name from Winnipeg, right? And uh, Matt Nichols. Buckle and Dinwiddie. And I still think... Both teams are in trouble. <laughs> okay. Because of the coaches Matt or because Nichols, of the quarterbacks or because of football? Well, Matt Nichols there, ain't going to light there, up the season. Ain't, ain't going to light it up, trust me. Okay? So, and who's his backup? Dominic Davis, isn't it? I think. So, and... Uh, Nick Arbuckle, I, I really hope he does well. But please understand that the only reason, it's amazing how things happen and guys get, guys get to play football. Understand something, before Nick Arbuckle became the backup quarterback in Calgary, he was cut by Calgary three times. And the only reason he got signed eventually was because Andrew Buckley retired. So, and he's going to make $400,000 next year for winning six games or four games or five games or something like that. So, hey. I thought he won three. I I thought he uh, had three games and he was three and three, I think, or something like that. Maybe more than that. that. I can't remember. Something like that, but I can uh, I can see uh, why Toronto signed uh, um, the receiver because he's Nick Garbuckle's favorite target too. So I think they had six touchdowns between the two of them last year. Eric Rogers. Yeah, Eric Rogers. So, so Eric- I mean, hey, yeah, it's good for the team. Um, I think Toronto has better quarterback than they had last year, and I think Ottawa has better starting quarterback than they had last year. So, I guess they did get better. 
Go ahead, Charles. Well, it was weird. It was almost like the teams made a trade, but the teams avoided having to pay out the um, the due bonuses. Now, of course, uh, I read somewhere that I think Matt Nichols got like a $200,000 bonus from uh, from Ottawa or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, maybe you guys heard uh, whether or not Arbuckle got a bonus out of Toronto. I'm not not sure. I did hear about the bonus that Matt Nichols got, but... Um, yeah, I mean, this, like, like we said off the top there, we predicted this a while ago. And when you look at the two teams, it makes sense. And like, uh, Will had mentioned, I mean, you've got Dinwiddie who had Arbuckle in Calgary. You got La La Police who had Nichols in Winnipeg. So the two head coaches are very familiar with these two quarterbacks. So this is just a, um, this is just basically a uh, a swap of course. It's a trade that wasn't a trade, but I mean, when you knew, when you heard, I believe that um, Nichols was the first one was released, and as soon as re- you released, you knew where he was going. He was going to go to Ottawa, and then it just it, it, you could almost predict this as soon as you heard of the Nichols release in the in the morning. You knew exactly what the next steps were. You knew you, then we, you knew Ottawa was going to release Arbuckle, and then the two were basically going to swap places. So, um, yeah. So it was um, it was quite the uh, quite the uh, day on on Sunday just to watch this unfold because as soon as it happened, you could predict where it was all going quickly and it it happened just in a few hours time too it did it it was boom 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 the dominoes were falling okay so that's that's that that's this boom boom bang uh here's another thing that we predicted or at least some of us did i know will didn't uh, but Jamie Elzondo is now the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, this was definitely my pick. Uh, without question, we, we did that overall. Uh, last week, we had the top four uh, picks. One was Chris Jones. One was Jamie Elzondo. One was Mark Killen. And the other one was Noel Thorpe. And I picked them pretty much uh, Elzondo, Jones, Thorpe, Killen, and I think uh, Will had the exact opposite rotation. Charles, you were somewhere in there. I, I, did you? Did you? You took Elzondo, didn't you? No, I had him second. I think I took Noel Thorpe first, but I had him second. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just another head coaching position that Noel Thorpe has been ignored on. Just kind of goes with the territory, right? Yep, pretty much. Edmonton wanted Elzondo before, and Marcel Desjardins would not allow him to um, to interview for it. And that's when he booked it off to the XFL. So coming back yep. into the CFL, uh, it just made sense for him to be going over to Edmonton, or at least Edmonton was wanting him. If Edmonton wanted a head coach, that was, it was just a no-brainer pick. Just a no-brainer pick. Bill, yeah. 
What do you think? You yeah, had, I'm here. You had Elzondo like last, man. You just didn't like him at yeah, all. Why? Well, what was your well, why was well, your I reasoning mean, there? Um, I just I've just never liked him. Okay. Um and I'm really excited about them signing him because that means there's gonna be a number of victories for the Calgary Stampeders against Edmonton Eskimos this year. So and that's always good in my time. Okay? Because okay. you got a you got a rookie you got a rookie head coach, you got a up and down quarterback, so it's a win win for Calgary. So there you go. But I think I think uh, Edmonton did quite well considering, you know, how they were dumped by Milanovic and they found Elizondo in about a week. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. So, let's see what happens. Well, that's not so bad. I, I, I'm kind of excited about it. I mean, I think it's, it's a good thing. Charles, what do you? What's your? Thought? I think he's a good. I think he's a good quarterback or a quarterback. I think he's a good coach, uh, Elizondo. Um, like you said, he wanted to go there before, and I remember that. And. Uh, um, Marcel Desjardins kind of stood in his way and said no. So uh, now we're going to get to see, uh, you know, what he can actually do as a head coach because he's never been a head coach in the CFL before. So I'm quite interested in seeing how this shakes out. Um, I I thought it was a blow for Edmonton to lose um, Scott Milanovic, uh, but I think they've probably done a pretty good job getting him back, getting – uh, what's his face? Uh, Elizondo back. So I'm interested in seeing uh, how um, how this goes for them. I, I was really excited when uh, when Edmonton signed Scott Milanovic back into the CFL. Uh, I thought that yeah. it was a coup. It was definitely a coup for for the CFL as a whole to get this guy back into the the fold. And then he's uh, he's gone before he coaches one single game. And that's very unfortunate, but understandably, I mean, he's off to the Colts and making eight hundred thousand dollars U.S. Nobody can fault for that. So I don't, I don't blame Scott Milanovich for what he's doing. Um, I wasn't really happy with Jamie Alzado when he booked the XFL. I mean, seriously, the XFL. Um, but you know, I guess. And and since they're making a comeback and he's chosen to stay away, that has to say a lot for the CFL. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see how this is going. Now, Jamie Alzondo was natural because he was the only one on the list that was a an offensive coordinator. The other guys were all defense guys. Okay. Or Mark Killen's actually special teams. When Scott Milanovic left Edmonton, mm-hmm. it left a head coaching and an offensive coordinator position opening because he was doing both. So Jamie Elizondo jumps into both positions like that, and they don't have to hire another body. Uh, Chris Jones would not have been the offensive coordinator, and if he was, then Edmonton would never have won a fucking game. Um, Noel Thorpe's not that much better. He's definitely a defensive guy. Uh, Mark Killam would be really interesting as a offensive coordinator just because of his razzle-dazzle yeah. plays that he does on, on special teams. But, yeah, I, I, 
this this was just a no brainer. I saw this one kind of mile away. Don't know why you guys didn't. Okay. Moving on. We're just ripping through this list today, Charles. We're not even into the well, hour and we're almost I'm finished. Surprised the, I'm just surprised because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that went down. I guess there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff going down, but this how much of it is talkable? I mean, really, we you know, we couldn't we can't it was a lot of the like, stuff we've you, already talked about. Yeah, we already predicted all of it. Here's one that we didn't. We all predicted, or Charles and myself did. Uh, things changed quickly. BC Lions re-signed Brian Burnham. Well, duh. Of course they had to sign him. They had no choice but to sign him. And like I said on, on, on the post, it, it, I don't care. You know, I am an adamant, I am totally adamant about staying underneath the salary cap. Brian Burnham is one of those guys that you break that rule for. And I know Will does not agree. Younger, faster, cheaper, receivers are a dime a dozen. Don't bust the bank for them. This guy is a gymnast when he's catching football. Um, I don't care. I, I, I'm happy Brian Burnham is a BC Lion. And I'm pretty sure that he would. And it, from what I understand, what I understand, one of the teams that was eyeing him up really strongly was the Calgary Stampeders. Huff was going to go out and break his traditional uh, position on this and go after a headliner. Probably the number one free agent would have been this year. Uh, and Huff was talking about going after him. That's pretty amazing stuff. And contrary to everything that Will believes in. Will, what do you think of Brian Burnham signing in DC? Are you excited about Huff, that? Huff would never spend $180,000 on any receiver, and that's about his limit. Okay, so you might be dreaming on that aspect, my friend. No, it's just I'm just Huff reading the not. articles. He does not sign. He does not sign free agents that are high end because he will not spend the money. Because he doesn't spend it on the players that are faithful to him. So what's that going to make him look like? Seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to Bully by Mitchell. Sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, well, that's a that's a no-brainer. Best quarterback in the CFL for the last five years. So, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> what can I say? Will's, I mean, Will's off his Huff, meds again. Huff, Huff isn't that <laughs> stupid that he would get rid of the best quarterback in the CFL. So, But then know. again, if he's willing to pay that, maybe he's willing to pay a little extra to get him a, a, a top-tier target to throw to. Nah, nah. He never uh-huh. spends money on receivers. Never. What do you think a guy like Eric Rogers probably wanted? He probably wanted 175. Huff was probably thinking that's way too much money. So I'm a big I'm a big believer in Huff's philosophy. So you know, I think it works. If you know what I, I mean. I do too. I do too. I mean, let's face facts. He went to the school of Willie Buono, so. Uh, yep. Definitely not a bad thing. Yep. I had also heard that Kyle Walters was very interested in, in Brian Burnham 
And from what I heard, well, go ahead, Charles. Well, he'll give a lot of money to kickers. So, but from what I heard is that uh, when it came right down to it, Burnham ended up accepting less money from the Lions to stay in BC. Yeah, that's because he didn't want to go to Winnipeg. Who the hell does? Seriously. Mark Mark does. Mark does. I forgot about him. (laughs) He's already there. True. But, I mean, I am surprised that they did get they did get signed because a week ago it did not look good. There was a look like there was a lot of falling out. Now, I mean, I know a week's a long time, especially when it comes to that. But I mean, it's funny though because it comes right after the window for free agents to talk to other teams. Uh, so it seemed like they were just basically. Um, I forgot you know, about that. Waiting it out and try, yeah, because it happened, and it was just a couple of days later. So, I think that uh, they probably were trying to wait to see what the market was bearing out and to see what they could do from there. Well, so refresh my memory. Who is the general manager in BC now? Uh, uh, Rick Campbell and Rick Camby, Campbell and uh, G, and um, what's his name? Uh, the player personnel guy. Oh, okay. it, it just totally escaped me. Uh, me too. Just the, the Jamie. No. Uh, God. I ought to know this because I know who he is. Oh, God. I can't believe this is happening uh, to me. And I like the and guy. The Lions guy. I should know this guy. It's Rick Campbell. And, um,. Oh, my God. And my Internet's going slow, so I can't even look it up. Uh, I know who he is. Um, his name's on how the about, tip how, of how my about, tongue. Uh, Neil McAvoy? Thank you. God. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I just drew a blank there. I know. I yes, think Neil it, McAvoy. I, I was going with Dean something, and I'm going, oh, it's not Dean. Yeah. It's not Dean. I was going yeah, to say Jamie Cartnell, but that's not – he was not the player personnel guy. He was a marketing guy. Yeah, I don't even think he's there, is he? No, he's not there anymore. He They they let him go yeah. a while back. But that was the name that came to my mind, but I knew that wasn't the right name. <laughs> it's really nice to go down the list here because I'm just kind of looking at the uh, head office to the BC Lions and this mm-hmm. that are is still there that's uh, – it's reassuring that there, somebody there is smart. Who's that? I said it, it's reassuring that somebody around the BC Lions is still has some level of intelligence because Arlene Stewart Irving is still there. Right. Yeah. And she she made it through the purge. Yep. Okay. So what else are we going to talk about here? Where are we there? Uh, Brian Burnham signing. Big deal. Awesome. Thumbs up. I'm excited. Obviously, obviously, Sparky's dice have not figured it yet. Come on, Mike Riley, Brian Burnham, how do you have BC Lions at one and three? Impossible. Impossible. Scary. 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 Okay, so we got a free. Thankfully, Steve. What's that? 
sorry. I'm just Charles, glad that thankfully he stayed. He stayed, yes. He stayed. I'm excited about that. Okay, so now Three Down Nation is creating articles for no reason again. But that's typical. Here is the uh, 2021 CFL free agent rankings quarterback. Well, who's the number one quarterback free agent right now? McLeod Bethel Thomas. McLeod Bethel Thompson. 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 I think it is. Yes, it is. Okay. And he's with the Toronto Argonauts, or was the Toronto Argonauts. And after his name, they've got opt-out. Can you explain that to me? Thompson Explain was that. out of his CFL contract in August and has since played in the spring league while awaiting a possible right. NFL opportunity. Toronto will hold right. his exclusive negotiating rights until February 9th at noon if he opts back into his deal. Okay. Why would he do that? He's not going to do that now, especially if they find Matt Nichols. No, he... he, he He's not in the CFL anymore. In no. my opinion. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we Once you play in another no, league, you're not. A number two pick here is Antonio Pipkin. Really? Wow. Yep. Don't forget. Okay. He was this the starting quarterback. This list he was the starting really quarterback in Montreal last year. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't was. last though. <laughs> Nope, but he well, was he starter. got hurt, didn't he? And then, then that opened yeah, up to the back. The second yeah, that's that's second when Adams took over. Yeah, and he has had some decent games. He he has had some consistency problems, but he's had some decent games. We we got starting yeah, quarterbacks has. in the CFL that you could say has ha- have had consistency problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. These are these are not going to be starters in the league this year unless there's a catastrophe no, of some team. These are backups at best. Uh, in the third position, we have Logan Kilgore. Last year with the Edmonton Edmonton's football team. Last year. Yeah. yeah. So, Pip, why does it say Pipkin is with Edmonton as well? Does it? Yeah, it does. He, I. Something tells me he got traded there late in the season and was a backup there. I don't know if he actually ever played right? for them, but I, be- I remember him, I believe, either being traded or Montreal. Did they cut him and sign him? But, uh, I think he was pro- their property anyway. They're- he might have signed there as a free agent last year before the season was canceled. Right. That could be. Could be. I'm going to... So, so it's got it's got Pipkin and Kilgore both with Edmonton. Yeah. And then the number four quarterback, is Montel Ozar. And this is a Calgary um, prospect or um, possession at this point in time. Twenty-five years old, attempted one career pass. That, that's pretty awesome. He's number four. He's the fourth overall pick. And he's attempted oh, one pass? He's attempted one pass. Yeah. Boy. 
he hasn't seen the field much behind uh, Bo and uh, Arbuckle, of course. Right. As as a matter of fact, I think the last five games of the season in 2019, he was on the practice roster. Okay. Yeah. And just to clarify, I just looked it up, and Antonio Pipkin signed with Edmonton last February. Yeah, for uh, free agency. Okay. Yeah, but of course yeah. he never played because there was no season. Because there was no season. Okay, now number five. This one confuses me just a little bit because Grant Kamer, who was BC Lions last year, uh, yep, he he for only one game in 2019, and he completed one of his two passes. So he yep. completed one of two passes, and Montel Kozak only attempted one Kozart. pass. And, Kozart attempted one pass, and it would, if he completed it, it would they would have said that. Okay, so we have to assume yeah. that he attempted one pass and it was incomplete. Okay, Grant Kilmer completed one pass. Wouldn't you think so that shouldn't the, the he be are wrong here? Shouldn't he yeah, be ranked maybe. fourth? Well, the the, the article well, goes on to say the the, the fact that he. Was, has been playing a Calgary system for the last two years, makes him, quote, an intriguing prospect. And you know what? He's also very mobile, which is not common in Calgary. <laughs> no. So, they have pylons. He can, he can definitely run. They have $700,000 pylons over there. Right. Okay. Now, if if I was if I was looking for a backup quarterback, to be honest with you, I would. Uh, my number one choice is McLeod Bethel Thomas. Well, he's not the most experienced. He was an active starter for more than oh, one. Day. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I, you know I actually like his I actually like his game. He throws a good ball. One thing I'm a little bit surprised on, the name Jonathan Jennings does not even show up on this list. No, it does not. They've got two guys that have uh, had a total of three career passing attempts, but Jonathan Jennings, who has been a starter in the CFL before, does not show up in the top. Shows what these guys think of Jonathan Jennings, which is not the same we do. Charles yeah. Christopher, do you think Charles made, was the guy who made that comment that I posted last week? <laughs> Remember the one about the um, I, I posted it and you commented on, you said you can't fix stupid. It was um, I put this on here, Charles. Are people stupid? <laughs> Just grab this from a comment on Facebook. What say you BC Lions fan? Kristen Horkoff, BC BC has Riley, and I think they just re-signed Jennings as the second string. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did not like, happen. Yeah, I, Nor I is he going thinking, to. Really? Come on. Yeah. Seriously? So. <sighs> but I'm just surprised. I mean, I'm not saying Jennings, Jennings is anything great at all, but I mean – these number four and four, five guys, like I said, have a combined three passing attempts. And Jonathan yeah, Jennings has actually been a starter in the CFL. He, now, he, he hasn't been the, great the, the last few years. Pool, but... 
the backup pool is pretty slim this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who Michael O'Connor is. He's a name that at the bottom under national quarterbacks. Well, yeah. he's a Canadian and quarterback. Right there. He's Canadian. Canadian quarterbacks are usually irrelevant in the CFL's annual free agent frenzy. But that's not the case in 2021. Oh, yeah? You want to bet? You want to bet? So well, UBC product sign Michael a, O'Connor. Somebody luck. may sign him, okay? He As is a third a good, stringer, maybe. He is a good quality quarterback. He is a good kid. Yep. Okay? The fact he's Canadian he is irrelevant. What's that? Yeah. He's out of UBC. Uh, out of UBC he's a Thunderbird. Like said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's a T-Bird. So, I'd have no I, problem I, if the Lions signed him as a third stringer. So now, don't forget, though, don't forget Maybe this year, most up. teams aren't going to have a third stringer on their roster, right? Oh, they're not required to. They're not required. Right. Mean they, they can if they want. They can if they want. They're not required to. Right. They used to dress three quarterbacks. Now they do right. not. That, but it's right. up to them. It is part of their they, – they're only allowed so many – Jerseys on the side of the, the field sidelines at during a game, and and two of them have to be quarterbacks. Where before three of them had to be quarterbacks. So now you can have an extra DB or an extra lineman or, or an extra something else right. if you've got your quarterback. But then you better have a third person on your team that can throw the bloody ball. Well, and here's something interesting because like Sinopoli about three weeks ago, about three weeks ago, Calgary re-signed my buddy's son. Colton Hunchek, okay, and right. he, is a, he is a Canadian wide receiver, okay, but he yeah. also can play quarterback. He can also play quarterback, right? And I think that's one of the one of the main reasons they signed him. Wouldn't that just be amazing? Because yes, it would be if he got into it a game be. and threw yep. the ball successfully. Yep, it would be. As a Canadian, that would just be amazing. Good for the kid. Yes. And uh, thumbs up to the old man for sticking with him. And his his father sits two rows in front of me, so I'm sure <clears throat> if that happened, he would lose his mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Without question. Kind of cool. And and good for kinda the kid. Cool. I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah. But Michael yeah. O'Connor. Is a, a Canadian quarterback, and yep, I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to do something. You know, he was I'm a good not, Canadian quarterback too. Yeah, with a Canadian school. Yeah. Okay. They they won the the Vanier Cup. Yeah. Now, not saying that that means anything in comparison to some of the quarterbacks down in the states. Someday, somewhere, a Canadian quarterback is going to break the ranks. Is it right? I doubt it. But I like to see him try. I really do. I like to see the kids try. As long as they're not arrogant asses like that other putz that was in Calgary. Was Calgary? Was he in Calgary? (laughs) No, he wasn't. You're talking Air Canada? Saskatchewan, Brandon Bridge. Brandon Bridge, yes. You're right. It was was Saskatchewan. I corrected myself. I just couldn't stand that guy. 
Oh, they don't they don't treat Canadian quarterbacks right. It's not fair. Be a better quarterback. They treat them like every other quarterback. So what's not fair? Yeah. If you're not fucking any good, you're not any good. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Brandon Bridge got as far as he did, it, it was it was a miracle. Because honestly, oh. okay, Charles. Yeah. You take over the show for a minute, okay? You do you do segment eight. Alrighty. Okay, I can do that. So let's go to segment eight here. So. Uh, staying with free agency, boy, we really have gone through this quickly. Will defense, will the de- defensive side of the ball dominate free agency? Now, in past years, we've seen that a lot of the it offense didn't, has been say that. dominated. It doesn't. Part of me. Doesn't, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't say that. Hold on, let's see. Segment eight. Will defense dominate this year's? Oh, this is why you wanted me to take over the show. You're getting to point out my own typo. The French you know, agency you know, Christopher, 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 there are a lot of French free agents in the CFL, okay? And and they're mostly defensive guys. So I think this statement could be pretty true, okay? Uh, proofreading is not my strong point. No, apparently. it's not. And and Christopher Jones points that out every week to you, Charles. Yes, he enjoys doing that. Yes, he does. But, but this one is funny. It is funny. So it, it, just for French you guys out there, because you, you don't have, yeah, they're going it, to be part of the of, special police. Yeah. Instead of free agency, it's French agency. So the French Foreign Legion, or you know, something like that. I don't know what's going on. It's here, like the but, French secret police or something. Yes. Yeah. M five. So, you know what's gonna Go happen here, right? What's gonna happen here is Tuesday's gonna come along and whatever defensive players left over are gonna be signed with the exception of one. And he's he's a linebacker from Montreal. And he's gonna Huh? And he's going to do the whole, and he's going to do the whole visit teams across the CFL thing again, and we're going to be bored with it, and then he's going to sign with Montreal, guaranteed. Old Who dog doesn't change his spots. He knocked Mwamba. Yeah, I think it's possible. I, I don't see him going anywhere but Montreal. I really don't. I agree. And he's going to jerk them around and jerk teams around and try and get a better deal. He's done it before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so left on offense, we have uh, Brian Burnham has signed. So we've got Devere Posey, Ricky Collins Jr., and Quan Bray. Okay. No great excitement there. Ricky Collins Jr. might make a little excitement. Devere Posey's been bopping around all over the place. Really hasn't high, done any highlight reels. Um, hey, is what's his name still kicking around or not? Who? Who's what's his name? S- I can't S- deal with that. S.J. S- J- Green. Uh, He's got to be pushing near 40 by now. I would have to say that he, you're correct, 
Um, I don't know if he's 40. No, but he's he's well into his 30s. Uh, he'll yeah, be 30, he in, he's 35 right now. He'll be 36 yeah, in June. He was in the, he was in the AFL or whatever, wasn't he? I thought he uh, went to the XFL, didn't he? Yeah, something like that. He's 35 now. I don't know if he ever played. Tampa Bay Vipers, yeah, he was signed to a contract with the XFL on February 17, 2020. He was initially claimed by the Seattle Dragons, and then the Dragons traded his right to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had his contract terminated when the league suspended operations on April 10th. So I don't know if he ever actually played in the XFL. He was signed, but I don't know if he played. Now he he's and a free last, agent. I don't know. And last spring he was definitely talking about returning to the CFL. So uh, it's only a that's name the CFL wants him. Well, I got to think you're like you've always said, uh, younger, faster, cheaper. That I think he's a classic example of this. Uh, because I, I think he's going to want probably too much money, and I think most uh, I think most teams are going to want to get someone you know less expensive and someone quite a bit younger than a thirty six year old. Agreed. I mean, I would take Ricky Collins Jr. over him. Oh, in a heartbeat, Ricky Collins Jr. I take the Veer Posey over him. Yeah, he's still at least somewhat younger. So then, also on the offensive side of the ball, we have some linemen. Jason Azong-Sween. Good luck with that. Uh, Sir Vincent Rogers and Matt O'Donnell. Yeah. Strong, strong in the trenches. But, as the uncle said from the Calgary Sun, defense could dominate Canadian football with the French agency this year. And on the defensive side of the ball, we've got Enoch Mwamba, Cameron Enoch Judge. Mwamba. Cameron Judge, Solomon Aluminium. Is that a, Christopher, is Enoch Mwamba, is that a French name? Enoch Mwamba? Uh, yeah, is that a French I, name? I don't I got so. a higher approved reader. <laughs> Charles, Charles, if you did... We wouldn't have this much fun on the show. That's okay? true. That's so, true. I really hope you don't because I, 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 if you take offense to this, I, 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 I'm truly, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, and I apologize. Oh, oh no, for that. it's all fun. But I'm, I'm having fun with it. Okay, it's not. It is fun. It's funny. It's not picking on you. It's, it's just your, your. Autocorrect or spell check or whatever is giving you a, a, a heart attack at this point in time usually makes well, some pretty funny quickly. stuff, okay? It's some pretty yep. stuff that comes out. And right now, the French agency is up there, man. The French board. I can admit that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with this one, okay? So then yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, we got Enoch Mwamba. Cameron Judge, Solomon Aluminian, Larry Dean, uh, Justin Tuggle, uh, Jovan Santos Knox, uh, Don Unamba, not to be confused with Moamba, uh, Chris Aki, uh, Mika Ah, and Patrick Levels. 
And I don't know who Patrick Charleston Hughes. And Charleston Hughes. And yeah, Charles and Hughes. Johnson as well. And Alex Bazzi's also out there. Armando Sewell, Drake well, Nemeth, hang on. Chris it's coming down. Well, that some was of them just, might have signed. No, that was that, 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 those were linebackers, weren't they? Oh, sorry. You were just oh, sorry. I was, you were just on linebackers. linebackers. My mistake. And, and then we come no. down into the D line, and you got Charleston Hughes, Micah Johnson, Elmondo Sewell, Drake Nevis, uh Chris Casher. Chris Casher was the signing in NBC last year. He's actually, Alex, he actually just he resigned with BC yesterday. He's off the list. Good. They Glad just resigned him. Alex yeah. Bazzi and Adrian Tracy. Okay, definitely some big names there. Uh, But I'm looking for, I'm looking for, and not finding anything. They've got, they're talking about defense, but they've got nothing on DBs. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe there's not that many DBs out there. I guess not. Anyhow, so that's kind of. I, I'm not arguing with any of these people. Uh, there's a couple there that I've, I've never really heard of. I don't know who this Adrian Tracy is and why he should be on the list. Um, Micah John, I'm kind of, uh, uh, kind of sad to see him on the list because he was a big signing with BC last year. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I would Chris like Casher to see him resign, although I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I you, probably not. I, I would like to no. see Mika Awe back. And I, yeah, I know I a lot too. of people don't think he's that, that talented. I think he's extremely talented. Uh, he's just got a lot of focus issues. Yeah. And uh, I, he you know, takes too many penalties. He, he did when he was with BC, but he didn't he, in 2019 with, uh, where he, was he? He was with Saskatchewan? Was Winnipeg. Winnipeg. No, Winnipeg. Okay. And he did get it under control a lot better. Yep. I mean, he. And what's his name hasn't? I was going to say, what's his name hasn't resigned yet? Has he? Uh, uh, Solomon in Saskatchewan. No, no, Solomon hasn't. Yeah, but uh, I love Solomon, and he plays well. But I really think I know he had a pretty he had a half decent year in Saskatchewan when he played. I really still believe he's at his best before date. He's past his best before date. He's pe- that's what I mean. He's past. As much as I was yeah. a big Solly fan, especially when he was here in BC, he's pretty much. I I, I just he doesn't have that much left in the tank, in my opinion. Well, I got into this discussion with a with a Ryder fan the other day on the the group, and of course I did, right? And uh, uh, not you. Not me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was telling me that uh, BC, particularly Wally Buono, always the stars long before their prime. Uh, example, you know, G. Roy Simon went off and was amazing in the great cup. And I said, he did dick all the rest of his he career. He was nothing he, in Saskatchewan. And he goes, well, what about two touchdown passes in the great cup? And I said, that's only because all the number one receivers all covered. And he was sitting out there with his dick hanging out. Uh, anyhow, and that's um, one game. It was an important game. <laughs> okay, I'll sure, get, I got to give you that. It was game. an important game. Yeah. Uh, yeah Solomon Alliam got cut by got cut by BC because of one reason. He had a severe 
broken wrist that left him with nerve damage in that hand. BC, particularly Ed Hervey, was willing to risk his team or money on an unknown like that. Now, Solly came back and had a very strong year with Saskatchewan and proved Ed wrong, but did he? Did he prove Ed wrong, or do we really think Solly is that good? I mean, Solly went into a defensive juggernaut in the CFL at the time with Saskatchewan. I mean, Chris Jones' defense was amazing. And, you know, is it the system or is it the player? Did, did Solly go into a, a place where he could excel because the, he was surrounded by so much talent? That has to have some bearing to it, right? If right. you're playing as a linebacker behind Charlton Hughes, you know. <laughs> of course you're going to get uh, some. Uh... You, 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 you're going to do some good, right? Right. So. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to agree with Charles. I think Solly is uh, on his latter stages. Um, if he yeah. comes back this season, yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. I, I wish him all the best. I like the man. I, I've got a jersey signed by him. I got my picture taken with him and Adam. I. The, the 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 pair were amazing in BC. They were absolutely, uh, utterly amazing linebackers in BC. I wish them all the best in their adventures wherever they may be. Um, but I don't think either one of them is as good without each other. And if no. you remember, Mick Micka Aw was the one that came in and replaced um, Sully when he was injured, right? And it was Mick and Adam Big Hill that tore up the league. Solly came back. Mick became expendable. And Adam Big Hill went down to the Saints. And then we were linebackerless. Mm-hmm. And, and we still are. We still don't have any great line. We had a linebacker the other day. But, you know, it's, it's a tier two when you need three good guys. That's true. I am interested to see where Charleston Hughes ha- ends up. If I were betting, I would not be surprised to see him in Toronto. Interesting. I don't know. I just got a feeling that they're trying to load up. Are they somewhat. doing it at, at the expense of the salary cap? Probably. But I could see him as a fit in Toronto. Yeah, I, you know what? I can see him go to. I can see him going to Winnipeg too. Yeah, I could see that. I'd personally love to see him in BC. I, I'm not. I'm not that naive. That's not going to happen. But, but I could see yeah. Winnipeg uh, overpaying for him. Kyle, what, to, if he's going to pay a to, kick, to have kicker, something Hughes and Willie Jefferson on the same team. Todd. Well, that would just be, he, he'd be shooting off the ceiling, man. That'd be a wet dream for him. Apparently, they're good friends, so. Who, Todd? Have they ever played together before? Yeah, they played in Saskatchewan together. That's what I thought. 
Yeah. I knew they had played together once before. They were both in Calgary, weren't they, just at opposite times? Who? Was Will, was Will Jefferson in Calgary? I don't, think, I no, don't remember never. that. No? No, no I no. didn't think so. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. Um, I was going to say, uh, what was the other guy I was thinking about? I wonder where uh, Mika Johnson's going. And why wouldn't he sign in BC? Money. Money. Well, I don't think they're going to pay what he wants. I just don't know when you see the amount of guys that have gotten signed. I just don't know how much money is left. That's all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, if you're... If you're asking everybody to take a haircut and then you go out and give a free agent guy a little bit more money, what does that say to the rest of the teammates? You know what I mean? It says that we're uh, using putting the money you saved us to good use. Well, yeah, but they don't look at it that way. People are Of course, they're not going to look at it that way, but... Yeah, I know. But that's how you build a team. I guess you get money somewhere else to add. You you get get them to get take less money so you can add more pieces. Mhm. But not a lot of guys I'll think be, that way. That's the problem. But I'll be interested to see how active this free agency uh, period, uh, because there's still so many unknowns. I mean, we still don't even know if there's going to be a season this year. Our team's going to go start well, yeah, shelling well, out a bunch of money. But, I mean, I guess if yeah, there's no season, gotta, they don't have to pay it, so what's the difference? That's right. So you just ignore that until you see what happens, right? No, I guess that's true. You, and you got to build a team. you got to have a team in case there is a season. So I guess you can't yes, really sir. sit back. You can't. Yes, sir. I mean, it doesn't matter if they have a season anyways, because I know I know most Bomber fans think they've won it already. So. Oh, pretty much. Because, and because I, they I, more or less have this – same team back that they had that won the Great Cup, so that automatically means they're going to win, right? Yeah, that just yeah. means they didn't get any better. Um, right. Everybody else is trying to get better. The Bombers are happy with where they were. That's never a good thing. Um, Bomber fans don't want there to be a season because they say they have the Great Cup three years in a row. Yeah, right. If, the if they actually play, could lose. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not. I'm still not buying to this spending to the floor nonsense. I think that's a pipe dream, and I think one team is going to go uh, uh, away from that, and that will open the floodgates for other teams to do the same. I just don't see that happening. It's not going to happen. Of course, it's not going to happen. The minute one team uh, gets away from that, then everybody else will. And that that first team will be Saskatchewan or Toronto or or Winnipeg no. or Winnipeg. Winnipeg, Toronto, Saskatchewan could be uh, yeah any of them. Yep. So could be Winnipeg. Winnipeg's already there. Oh, Mark says that Charleston Hughes will be back in Calgary. I just noticed that on the uh, 
on the yeah. hey, he's been making a bunch of comments here I didn't see. We're we're not listening to him. Okay. He's, why isn't he on the show? He hasn't I don't know. That yet. He's listening but he's not talking. I don't get it. So uh, he's yeah. coming in with one of those um Brandon Bridge egos. Not happy with that. And Brandon Bridge, speaking of him, he wasn't on that quarterback's little quarterback list either. But he's retired now, isn't he? Well, is, yeah, he, like, is it really come come off? Off? Hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When when nobody selects you for two years in a row, are you retired or fired? No, because oh, no, he, he actually he became a cop. Yes. Yeah. But here's a here's a thought from Mark's comment about Charleston Hughes coming back to Calgary. Is that the reason Huff got rid of Cordero Law? Same position. Hmm. So I don't think Huff would do that. I hope Huff wouldn't do that. But who knows? It's funny. It's not really I, I, his character, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think Huff is going to spend money on a 37-year-old rush end, regardless of how yeah, good he was not last style. year. Yep. Who's led the league for the last four years in sacks. We we know Just that. We know that. Just say it. And eventually that's going to come to an end. That won't go on forever. Yeah, but, we know that. And yeah, but every Huff's year, been saying that ever since he traded him, Charles. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah, that was four years ago. Eventually he'll be right. Yeah, when Charleston uses 50. So, I'm just saying, who knows. But once again, I also think defensive linemen are a dime a dozen, too. So, well, the every every position is a dime a dozen few, except for quarterbacks. Yes, absolutely. If you have a shitty quarterback, Ottawa, um, Toronto last year, you're not going to go anywhere. It's obvious. Nope. So, everybody else is replaceable in my mind. Pass rusher Sean Lemon. Pass rusher. Yeah. Sean Lemon signs with the Edmonton Eskimos. Yep. So the Lions trade for him halfway through the year again, like they've done the last two years. Yeah, maybe. I I was I knew it wasn't likely to happen, but I was really hoping he was gonna come back to BC. Because he makes their defense better and has both years he is it, but again, I think it's another money issue. Yep. Yeah, I I like it when I like it when he is close by because him and uh, him and Bo are good buddies and they always bicker back and forth at each other. So. Uh, yes. 
TJ's um, laughing at something. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, Tony, our our friend Tony Dejanes, uh is a mechanic, right? Right. And uh, yeah. one of his friends put in a uh, a meme, and it says, "People are like distributors. Some are advanced, some are retarded." He can't use that word. I, yeah. Well, I'm apparently just, he did. I didn't. Not me. I'm just reading what it not says. Not you. That, that probably wasn't on the meme. It is. It's exactly what's on the meme. In yeah. fact, I can post it. It's very true. I like that. People are like distributors. Well, you can't say that the distributor is uh, artistic or uh, mentally challenged. No, but you know what? I think I think stupid in Calgary. Stupid people come out when it snows, okay? See, in B.C., dumb drivers, terrible drivers come out when it snows. Because we got snow last night. We got 15 centimeters of snow last night, and driving to work this morning was brutal. Because there was accidents freaking everywhere. So, I'm so thankful we barely had any snow this year, touch wood. You want to see snow? I can take you outside. Not yeah. really. No, I'm good. I'm just happy gone below zero again. The worst thing yeah, happens to it's us up here right now, what goes, and then it's icy, and then everything's goddamn icy, right? And I mean... I'd yep. rather have minus 15 for the next two months and then warm up and be spring. But this up and yep. down, up and down, up and down shit is for the birds. Who the hell wants to do that? Yeah. I've lived it for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Eerie silence. What's going on? I'm typing. What are you guys doing? What are you typing? What are you typing? Find a little comment on the meme. No, I'm not actually. I've moved on to something else. Okay. I'm still kind of over there, but not really. I see. Egg and Tony in it, too. Okay, there we go. Done. Yeah, like oh, we were saying oh. earlier in the comment, hurry up so the hurry up summer so the Grey Cup champions can win the Grey Cup again. Go blue. Uh. Yeah, so what about when you that talked about that in that uh three down nation talking about uh, Marcel Desjardins? Oh yeah, okay. Um where are we? Here it is. Insider talk, CFL free agency, tampering Marcel Desjardins, blatant 
mismanagement. Um, okay, Wednesday morning, da 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 da. Marcel Desjardins has built a culture has hasn't hasn't built a good culture in Ottawa, which is why they struggle to recruit free agents. How he handled the Nick Arbuck situation was blatant mismanagement. Do they get points for being Captain Obvious? Who wrote this? John Hodge. Okay. I don't think Calgary signs national linebacker Corey Greenwood if Shane Bergman doesn't retire. They might play three Americans along the offensive line now, so Greenwood would have to start to offset that. So... I, okay, Will, this one's for you. Would Calgary have signed Corey Greenwood if Shane Bergman did not retire? Yes. Okay, so, again, this guy's wrong. I, I, I think I think why they signed uh, Shane Bergman, or why they signed um, Corey Greenwood, is they have a guy by the name of Nate Hawley. He's a yep. linebacker, and he's going to be the heir apparent. And he is a Canadian linebacker, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think they think he needs another year of seasoning, and that's why they signed 37 year old Corey Greenwood, who, by the way, in 2019 when he did play, he was fantastic. But he's still 37 so, years old. Yep, yep, and he's got a he's got some some physical problems. So okay. Who knows? Okay, so the next statement is, I don't care what anyone says. Obviously, you do, or you wouldn't be a reporter. Teams will be active in free agency. Prices are down, and most guys aren't getting signing bonuses, so the contracts are risk-free. Who wouldn't want Gee, to what a revelation. A free, who wouldn't want to go out and sign a bunch of free agents this way with, with the market right now? Okay. Well, it, granted, you could sign anybody if you're not giving them signing bonuses, right? Right. Yeah. You just build up your roster so nobody else has, them, and then come cut down time, you you release start releasing people, right? I mean, unless you're giving them money for signing bonuses, you're not going to play them. Well, there's no guarantee you're going to play them, right? Unless you're some crazy guys like. Kyle Walters and gives signing bonuses and then cuts them or trades them or does something dumb. Anyhow, okay, the next one, let's just get past this. Saskatchewan Rough Riders linebacker, Simon Aluminium, could end up with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, theoretically, he could end up with anybody. So he could end up back in BT. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's not really a. Uh, what. Is this like predictions? Or uh, most of these statements are blatantly obvious. Yeah, bombers. They are. Yeah, mm. Bombers only want Brian Brum, but you know who was the real dark horse? Calgary. Mm. We talked about they that know, earlier. No, they need to hear yeah, losing Bagleton and Rogers and Daniels to the Argos. Well, they didn't really lose Rogers to the Argos. They willingly traded him. Bye-bye now. 
And Begleton has been trying to get back to Toronto for three years. Okay, because that's where he's from. Or not Begleton. Um, what's the other guy's name? Breskison. Yeah. Reggie Begleton is still in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's what it so. says. After losing Reggie Bagleton to the NFL, oh, Eric okay. Rogers and Devarius Daniels to the Argos. Yeah, well, actually, Devarius Daniels was in Edmonton the last season we had, and now he's just signed with Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so Saskatchewan is going hard after Ottawa offensive lineman Evan Johnson. He played with the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. He's from Regina. He's local and fits their need in the trenches. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the, 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 where, who is this guy again? John Hodge? Like, John Hodge. Does he have an independent thought? I don't think Toronto has a lot of competition for these guys who have gotten into trouble in the NFL. Martavis, Brandt, and Carlos Williams, because some teams have internal rules against signing them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. CFL has internal rules in signing people who have been suspended by the NFL. And rural states, and I had this little talk with Kelly Bates, Kelly Bale, sorry, Kelly Bates, is that, that that's the, the guy from... O-line coach. Right. Okay. I I was thinking about the, the horror show. Anyhow. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Bale. About um, the fact that these guys were suspended for cannabis. The CFL does not acknowledge a suspension by the NFL for an offense that is not illegal in Canada. Right. Okay, so sexual abuse, uh, uh, battery, murder, dog fighting, all of those things are not allowed. You're not allowed, can't do those in Canada. So the suspension by the NFL would be upheld by the CFL for any of those offenses. But smoking a doobie is not illegal in Canada. It shouldn't be illegal anywhere in the world. It's ridiculous. Uh, so these guys, in fact, most NF, most football players do this because of the amount of chronic pain they have, and it's a great way to alleviate pain without having to take narcotics. Um, I, I I I don't have a problem with this. I don't think any any CFL team has a, a internal rule saying that you can't sign one of these players. Am I wrong? Do you guys do you guys know of anybody out there? I know most teams have a code of conduct. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders do. They ignore it all the time. Um, so why wouldn't that stop them? Why why does this guy think the Toronto Argonauts are special in the fact that they ignore or don't have a code of conduct? Because Saskatchewan ignores theirs constantly. Yep. Yeah. We proved it on this show. So, I, I I think this is just a stupid statement, and it usually is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the last one, that's where we are here. The market is down for everyone, but I think the position getting hit the hardest is the DBs. 
a lot of guys were earning 140 to 150,000 before COVID, but most top guys are going to have to settle 100,000 to 110. Uh, okay. I I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't. I don't think. How do you say that? That do a percentage thing on this, okay? For me, hundred and forty to hundred and fifty down to hundred and ten, or seven hundred and fifty thousand down to five hundred and fifty. Because I think the QB's got get kicked a little bit there too, don't you think? Uh huh. Okay, so the hundred and fifty. I mean, th- hang on, that that is one third, so that that is a, a fair chunk. Uh, percentage wise, he might be right. Uh, it's about twenty percent or so. Yeah, twenty to twenty-five percent. So yeah, it's about the same, but. Uh, let's just say that doesn't mean hardest hit then. It's about the same as the as the quarterbacks, so it's roughly yeah, roughly the same. They, they, I don't think that makes them about, harder hits. They lost about twenty percent, twenty five percent of their income. Yeah, and that kind of the I think that kind of goes straight across the board on the on on the league. Yeah, I, I don't think that's any higher or lower than anybody else. Seems about the same. Okay, and the the final thought is how many teams have wait, how many teams wait until the negotiation period to start tampering? And he says zero. Yeah, he's dreaming. What? What do you mean? They all tamper, I guarantee you. That's, well, that's what, he's what he's trying he's to say. That's why he said zero. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Obviously, there it happens out there. Brian Burnham signed with BC, and I'm happy with that because nobody out there was willing to give him more money except Winnipeg. And like I said, who the hell wants to go live in Winnipeg? Uh, flip a coin between Winnipeg and Regina, and who wins? I don't know. Mark, what does your quarter say? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You can't flip a coin there, because I I lived in one one place and I've been to the other place, and Regina Regina can't hold a candle to Winnipeg. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. China is just a greasy spot in the middle of the road. Come on. They're both just speed bumps on the way to Toronto, aren't they? No. No. Like, I mean, Regina is about a third of the size of Winnipeg, okay? Yeah, Regina is small from what I've heard. I've never been to either, but... Regina is 250,000 people. Yeah. Okay. Abbotsford's almost I mean, that big. I was going to say, isn't Abbotsford yeah. almost that big? <laughs> yeah, almost. Very close. So. 
And what what's what's the motto? It's a city in the country or a country in the city in the country. I think that's their tagline, isn't it? Who Abbotsford? Yeah, I believe it is. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yep. That's my brother. Their... My brother just re- my brother just retired last week. Did he? Oh, good for him. Yes, he did. How's he doing? He's doing fantastic. Good, good, good. So, so yeah, no, he had planned on retiring, and he sold his company. And I phoned him. I phoned him middle of the week last week, and I said, "So, what does the guy who's retired do in the middle of the day?" And it was two o'clock, and he said he had just finished lunch. Okay, so. Whatever. Huh. Lunch at two o'clock. Yeah. Shit, my my, my yeah. lunch is at ten thirty. Yeah. I get hungry when I, I start eat, eating it. No, I usually I usually eat my lunch on the way to work in the morning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I my lunch has always gone before ten thirty in the morning. But that, you know, yeah. I start at 4.30. Uh-huh. Regina and Abbotsford are even closer than I thought in, really? in population. Regina's 215,000. Yeah, I... Abbotsford's 200. Uh, Abbotsford is 147. Yeah, but Charles, Charles, I've been to Abbotsford. Okay. It's way nicer than Regina, okay? Oh, Really? Yes, <laughs> way nicer. <laughs> I'm not going to criticize Abbotsford because that's where Charles lives in, but that's the, the uh, island. Well, here, here's the question. When were you last in Abbotsford? There's a key question. Me? No, uh, Will. No. Will? Um, yeah, when were you in Abbotsford? 26 years ago. <laughs> okay, so you, it's been a while. Uh there's a lot of changes yep. here, but it used to be Abbotsford used to be like all farm, like ninety percent farmland. It ain't like that anymore. No, I realize that. Yeah, yep. No. I, I was there Friday, there some Friday night, Saturday. Jesus, he doesn't I, even I'm me. sorry, Charlie. Uh, I actually didn't think about calling yeah. you until I was leaving. So. Oh. <laughs> That's a good time to call. No, I'm just I, but I did uh, yeah, think of you. I just in, thought of you late. Okay, okay. okay. Late, yeah. There's some parts you of know, Abbotsford, though, that you don't want to go at night. Oh, is that right? Well, there's probably there's probably parts of Regina where you don't want to go in the daytime. But, no, they're, they're, Abbotsford is not perfect. You mean all Let's of it? Put it that, that. What? No. All of it? I wouldn't want to go to Regina yeah, at any time that they day. You know, and I always tell people the story of when I was moving to Calgary. When I first moved to Calgary, I I had never been west. And so I left three days earlier because, okay, are you ready for this? Here's Mr. Naive guy from Manitoba. He thought he'd spend the weekend in Regina. (laughs) So I drive into Regina on a Friday afternoon. And I drive around the city for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I spent the night in Speedy Creek, okay? Because Regina didn't offer, 
Oh, Swift Current. Okay, Speedy Creek. Swift okay. Current. Okay. Okay. I spent the night in a hotel in Swift Current, and then I went to Calgary the next morning because I'm driving through Regina, and they have Winnipeg Street and Toronto Street, and I was like, really? I'm Why? not staying here. Sorry. It, it was a shithole. You can see it was a shithole the minute you hit the town. So, there you go. There you go. And I've been back a couple of times. I used to drive through it on my way to Winnipeg, so. I still do want to go to a football game there, though. See, see what kind of trouble I can yeah. get into. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm, not, I'm not big enough to go to Regina to watch a football game. What, you think they'd kill you? Oh, yeah, I think so. Well, if they knew who you were, they might. What, do you think I'm going to go without wearing my BC Lions uh, Beer Me shirt? Oh, of course not. Of course not. No. I, I wore that into to, into Calgary. Will sat beside me. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Nobody said and anything. And the only reason... The only reason he didn't get a beer in the back of the head was because he was sitting beside me. Yep. Well, I like going so. to Calgary. I want to go to another Lions game there sometime. I've been to a couple. I want to go to another one. I, I would like... be happy to be able to go to a game in BC right now, but um, one one of the things I just realized: the uh, National Cross League has suspended their season for this year. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. That's not good news. Oh, no. But that league has had money troubles long before COVID. And so is the CFL. True. Yep. (laughs) But one thing uh, the CFL has that the National Cross League does not is they have a much bigger TV deal, much more revenue. They have fans? That also helps. Okay. So, um, Farhan Lauji TSN tells Sports Cage that the riders were offering 150k and Charlton Hughes was asking 165. They could not come to an agreement. Hughes tells us he offered to take a pay cut from his 2020 salary of 157.50. So if Hughes is telling I the truth, I read that and that confused me. Well, what, what does that mean? What's confusing about this? Well, it said that he was asking for 165,000, but then he said he was going to take a pay cut from his salary from last year, which was 157,000. Right. So, so obviously there's, to, there's someone's lying. Yes. That's that's basically what happens. Because so yeah. seriously, if you're willing to take a pay cut from fifty-seven five hundred, one fifty-seven five hundred, ta- naturally taking a seven hundred seventy-five hundred dollar pay cut, taking you down to one fifty, would be the natural evolution from that number. And mm-hmm. riders were offering that, and Charleston Hughes would. Did, did, Something here is, I, I see bullshit. Yeah. Okay. 
somewhere well, someone's here, not see, telling the I truth. See, I see bullshit. I don't know who's not telling the truth, but someone's not. I would assume that. I think the biggest issue is Charleston Hughes drinks too much, so. <laughs> what? Not enough alcohol in Saskatchewan? Well, maybe he, he just doesn't to... like Pilsner. Who uh, does? No, he's a crown guy. He's a crown royal guy. Okay. Nobody drinks Pilsner on purpose because that's all they got. Unless you're in Saskatchewan. Yeah, but it's not on purpose. It's all they've got. That'd be like us drinking old Milwaukee or something. Ugh. It's like drinking. It's like drinking a pop. It's already a been what? through the horse. Yeah, a pothic. Probably never heard of a pothic, Char- Christopher. I'm not. I don't know if I'm hearing the word correctly. Okay. Apothic with an A? Yes. Yes. Well, that, that's a, a disgusting red wine. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so many... my sister came to visit. My sister came to visit last summer from Winnipeg. Her husband and her were staying here overnight at my house, and I said, "What are you going to drink when you get here?" And she says, "Oh." I like red wine. Why don't you buy me some Apothic? So I went to the liquor store. <laughs> this stuff was seven bucks a bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and a I'm like, oh my. it's a Cabernet Shiraz Infidel blend, and it's not even a good blend. I mean, that's a nice blend, but that Apothic doesn't do it. It's terrible. And, it's, and everybody's playing it in droves. It was, it's god-awful. Well, I know, and so I thought I'd try a glass, and it was like, holy crap, do you actually drink this shit? Okay. It's like paint thinner. And she loved it. She loves it. I know. And she was so excited. She was so excited because I bought two bottles, and she drank one, and I gave her the other one, okay? Yeah, take (laughs) it with you. Make it go away. Take it, please. Okay, Jeez. you guys you guys know I was a professional wine maker for 25 years and before I retired up to this yes. little home here. And uh, I have some of the best wines in the world and I've had some of the worst. Um, I want to know what's really scary is I keep having this reoccurring dream that I'm making wine again and it scares me so much that I wake up in a sweat. And I'm going, no, I don't want to ever do this again. No, it's terrible. Terrible. It, it, it's like driving down a road and never seeing the end. It's just, anyhow, I'm sorry. You guys don't know what that this is like. It's like having a dream that you're a Saskatchewan Rider fan. Can you relate to that now? Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Scares, scares the shit out of me every time. Yep. Okay, where are we in the show? We're getting close to the end. I'm really not... Almost over. More, 
I know, I know that, but I'm trying to find some discussion topics here, and there's really not much in there. Uh, Penning Riders free agent Brent Lowther laminates no direction from the CFL. Too many unknowns to sign. I don't understand what this means. Maybe uh, the unknowns with the Riders, or I, I don't... No, he said that there's no direction from the CFL. There are too many unknowns to sign. Well, well, I think so, this goes to what we talked about last week, that they're not hearing any sort of plan from the league about uh, how they're looking to move forward. I think that's what that's about. Let, let's face facts. Would you sign a contract right now knowing whether or not there's a season coming up? Probably not. Me, probably not. Will, would you? What did you say? You gerbled. I dribbled? I'm dribbling down. No, gerbled. Gurgled. You gerbled. I said, would you, would you sign a player's contract with the CFL right now, not knowing whether or not there's going to be a season? Yes. Absolutely. What's the size of my sure. signing bonus? Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. Get, yeah, I'd want a signing bonus. What's the size of my signing bonus? Two hundred grand? Fucking, where's the pen? The hold. Right? Seriously. So even I don't if there's under- no season, you're still getting two hundred grand for doing nothing. Exactly. For signing a piece of paper. Well, it, and and you know our poster child for that should be uh, Darian Direct because look, he signed with Winnipeg that year for a seventy thousand dollars signing bonus and never played. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, there, how many players last year got a signing bonus, never played a, a, a down? They got paid to yep. stay healthy. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. but. Mike Riley yeah. and Bo Levi Mitchell were like the top of the list there, aren't they? You would think so. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I would say. How big is my signing bonus? And where's the end? Okay. I can't find any, anything else to talk about except the blog talk bitch just told me it's 90 seconds. Go ahead, Charles. I was going to say, obviously, you're not going to sign one unless it has a signing bonus. Well, Anyone that's understandable. That foolish. You know, even if it's $10,000, right? Then you know the team committed to you, and you know that you're going to get a bit of money if they don't play. I, I, I mm-hmm. take ten grand now over nothing. Oh, third check. Hey, what? what? Mark, he's getting two grand a month. I know. Okay. Um, this has been Let's Talk NFL Podcast, episode number 469. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. It's been a pleasure talking football with you two. Uh, Mark did get his picks in on time, so they do count. Sparky. And fix the dice. They're not working very well. Okay, uh, Charles, real quick, go ahead. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a week. Well. Sign off. Good night, everybody. Uh, go Halifax. And the other word we didn't mention tonight was Marcus Crandall. Oh, oh you got it.